Welcome to the Unforeseen Journey podcast with myself, Glenn Oliver. The intention of this podcast is to dig into my experiences of what is commonly referred to as the midlife crisis. I want to share with you my own journey as I unpick the why behind the what in the hope that through these conversations, it helps you to live a more intentional and fulfilling life. In the show, I want to share with you why I believe this is something we should all be talking about way more in the hope that others who go through this are supported and able to navigate this incredibly challenging time in their lives. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Hey everyone, hope you're doing okay. So welcome to episode six of the Unforeseen Journey podcast. Um, so this week um, I called the name the the episode the captain of the sinking ship and we're going to get into another one of the big reasons why I think I am or believe that I've gone through this uh, transitional phase in my life, which we're we're referring to as a midlife crisis. Um, so first of all, I want to say thank you again for everyone who reached out to me um, after the the podcast last week. It was a really tough thing for me to talk about and <clears throat> actually um, bring that out into the open and start talking about death in a really open way. And I guess... Um, there's probably some discomfort experienced by a number of people who, who reached out to me following that. So um, if, if that was you, then I, I, I'm sorry. Um, but it was a conversation that I think that was worthy of having because it's been such a such a big thing in my mind as part of this process. And as I kind of unpack it all and you know quite clearly share this journey as part of my own healing process, I wanted to put it out there in such a way to create... Uh, things for you to think about um not not to be all doom and gloom but to make you you know consider what's going on in your life so i hope i hope from the the discomfort and maybe the emotion that was brought up there are some positives as well um so really i guess as i'm going into this part of this this journey for me um as a coach which you you may be aware of or may not be aware of is me uh, transitioning into realizing what I want to do as a, as a coach because uh, that's that's my title that's what I believe I'm here for and um, I, I, I'm really understanding that that's what that is now it's not it's not just about fitness it's not just about nutrition it's not just about daily habits it's really helping people live a more fulfilling life and I've got to uh, got to own that but the trouble is and uh, I had a a call with one of my mentors, uh, Carl, the other night, and he he said something so similar, and it's like you know he, he he's he's kind of had this transition. It's so similar. Like uh, I was a fitness coach. I don't believe that's me anymore. I believe that's probably an aspect of what I do. And then so the other side of that spectrum is probably what you'd say is a life coach. And for me, firstly the connotations around life coaching and the image you conjure up for that are just. I don't know. They just get to me. They they trigger me for want of a better way to describe it. So I definitely don't see myself as a life coach. And um, you know, who am I to tell you how to live your life? And so I guess it's it's trying to find a title for that. And I don't really have one yet. So I guess I, I'm just going to say um, I'm I'm a coach, and I'm a coach who uh, helps you or wants to help you um, build and realize. Um, who you are, the values you hold dear to yourself, and then design a life that aligns with those values. Um, 
and I, I guess the analogy I thought of, which was quite fitting, is uh, it made sense to me anyway. It's like I want to kind of uh, instill in you, I believe, like a solid operating system for, for living your life. But really, you are the architect on how you want to live that life. You you know, I give you the operating system, then you design the game. Um, it's, it's probably the best way to describe it if that doesn't sound too convoluted. So. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm leaning into right now is trying to f figure out my name as a coach, but really that's, that's what I do. Right. So last week's been good personally, uh, took Addie to the cinema on Saturday, but unfortunately she's been poorly this week, some kind of tummy bug. Uh, if you've got a little one, you know, they, you know, they get, get ill all the time, which, which isn't, isn't that nice. Um, I'm enjoying coaching, uh, at CrossFit Hayward Teeth a couple of times a week. It's lovely for me to get out and actually see uh real humans in the flesh and to get back in a way it's, it's funny because i'm I, i'm saying that i'm growing from being this one coach to another but there's still a part of me like i still love this the i don't know the craft of coaching people through movement it just feels like quite quite it, if you've got that kind of like idea of the flow state i just it feels really natural to me i guess after having done it for so long so it's nice for me to be able to kind of be a bit of a chameleon I guess you'd describe it as and do both things and to to still do a bit of that as well um still waiting for a date for my my hernia up <laughs> double hernia up so I've got to wait a while because I've got two so uh, it's going to take a while for them to get that done but hopefully in the next four to eight weeks um that will get sorted out but until that's done I kind of feel like my my life is on hold a bit but is what it is um so anyway if you are enjoying the episodes and the podcast um please like and subscribe to the channel i would really appreciate that um if there's anyone you think would benefit from the subjects i talk about then please encourage them to have a listen <laughs> please you can't force them but um hopefully that uh, the things I'm going to talk about in these episodes, and especially some of the things today. Um, if you know anyone who's, you know, in a high stress job or is a small business owner, then hopefully some of what I talk about today should be of, of benefit. And lastly, as I, I kind of lean into or grow into what this is, I want to share my intention with what the podcast should be every episode. It should be, I believe, something that leaves you with food for thought, <clears throat> with a tangible kind of concepts and ideas that you can carry forward into your life. I don't just want to wallow in self-pity and share these stories with no kind of like uh, outcome for you, because I think um, everyone wants to hear a story, the start, the middle and the end, and the end has got to provide some kind of like uh, some thought for you. It can't just <laughs> you know, Danny Downer. You're not going to continue to listen, are you? So um, hopefully as well, I continue to figure out what this is i'm building more structure around every episode spending more time preparing it uh, that will become clear so um, bear with me as i continue to try and figure that out so what is the the subject matter for today and why is this in, important for me so the subject matter for me today is to talk about one of the other big reasons that i think i went through this uh, uh this period of uh, quite uh, intense change and questioning and that is my experiences uh, as a as small business owner, specifically owning a gym. Um, I've spoken a bit about the the gym in uh, I think the first episode, um, and I think we're going to speak about it a bit more today from the point of view of the last couple of years through COVID, um, and then entering into uh, voluntary liquidation, which happened um, just just last year. What I've got to be mindful of here is that that, that process is still ongoing, so I'm not going to talk about the nuts and bolts of it. Not that 
I've, I've done anything wrong, but I simply want to talk about the emotions that came up and the, the stress that stresses and pressure I was under throughout that time, uh, it, it, with the, with the, uh, the intention of sharing that in such a way that that helps you if you're going through something similar and to give you kind of tangible things to take away from that experience that, that I have learned <clears throat> from it. And I, and I guess to say like, you know, um, me sharing this very much. So as I was speaking to a friend about it the other day is very part of my own healing journey. So whilst some of this may be messy, it may sound kind of a bit all over the place. Um, I recognize that this is really an essential part of me healing because I've got to take some meaning from these, these experiences and the, the meaning has to be putting this out into the world and going, right, this is what happened don't let it happen to you <laughs> or if it does happen to you here's how to kind of navigate it um so yeah i, I would say before i get into the, the the detail today um i will be talking about my mental health i will be talking about depression i will be talking about um kind of real dark moments so just just be mindful of that and so um ho hopefully again like there's some purpose to it but just just be conscious that i am going to dig into those things a bit today this matters to me for the same reason as really everything else I'm doing as a coach or, you know, as a man in my life now is that I, um, I don't want anyone to go through this. Um, and if you do go through it, I want to help you find a way out of the side of it that helps you live a more defined, fulfilled, authentic, whatever it is, life, the other side of it. So, um, that's really the goal here. And, I think the lesson for the day, and this is the lesson here, is no job, no career, no business is worth you suffering and um, sacrificing your own mental and physical health for. It really isn't. And I think we were living this hustle and grind kind of era where it's kind of like almost um, put on a pedestal that it's okay to do that. Oh, yeah, I'm just grinding away, hustle, hustle it's just bullshit it really is like you you can still uh be effective uh you know contribute and um provide something to this world without sacrificing yourself and um the fact that we live in a culture where it's you know says otherwise it doesn't make it right it doesn't and i think again i it, it, this goes back to again the kind of that inner thing in me going like well look you know, if this was right, if this, this hustle and grind thing was right, everyone would be happy, <laughs> but they're not, <laughs> you know, people are, you know, a lot of people are really unhappy with their lives, with what they're doing, with the sacrifices they're having to make. So, you know, don't get me wrong. If we're all skipping around and it's all like butterflies and rainbows out there, you could tell me to shut up, but, um, it isn't. So I'm going to stand here and, you know, put my flag in the ground and saying, no, hustle and grind's bullshit. And if you're doing that, if you believe that, then you're just, uh, you're fooling yourself. And at some point you'll recognize that you've wasted a significant amount of time and your health for something that doesn't really matter. Especially if you're in like a corporate role or something like that, it's kind of like that thing of, uh, you know, you give your life to it. But, um, but I recognize, especially from the police was, you know, one day after you're gone, you're replaced. So stop thinking that what you do is so bloody noble that you, um, it's okay for you to, to sacrifice yourself. It really isn't. 
So here we go. Let's start telling the story of, of the gym and the last few years. And uh, we're going to kind of go through some bits and pieces here now. So I opened the gym back in 2013 uh, with Dan. Um, I covered a lot of this in episode one. We both shared the same goal of having our own business, um, but <laughs> we completely came from a place of being unconscious about what owning and opening and running your own business was like, like completely like oblivious to it. I was in the police then. I think Dan was a PT and he was doing some other kind of work, but we, we just didn't have any idea. And I guess I have no regrets about it, which I'll talk about now, but it's uh, I think when you come at something from a place of complete ignorance, you just go all in on it and it, it was uh, almost a quite beautiful thing actually and um also what i want to say before i start talking about this today is that i i compare the business in my head now to like a relationship and uh, i kind of see it we, we went through different stages the initial honeymoon period was like oh we've got our own gyms it's amazing we're like working out there all the time then there's like the middle bit which is a struggle but there's still some purpose and there's still some fulfillment and then the end bit which um you know not every relationship ends like this and i'll say that but the end bit got a bit <laughs> bitter and <laughs> twisted and um you know I, I held on for too long and i think the the the, the key concept here is the idea of that the sunk cost fallacy with the business which is that i'd invested so much time and energy and effort into it i was like holding out for this like utopian point that i would actually get to and it it, it uh, clouded me from thinking clearly about the fact that well that's probably never going to come and you're better to cut your losses um but again, I guess that happens in a lot of relationships and a lot of businesses, right? We just we're so invested in it because we think we um, we think the the that the, the, this life should be fair, that this should go how we 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 thought it it, it was going to go, and we lack the ability to kind of think clearly and objectively um, because we're so tied up emotionally in these things. So a big lesson there for me. But anyway, what I want to get at here is as I look back on this now, I want to be clear that I I have no regrets about having the business I do have regrets about the last couple of years about not listening to my gut more but the experience of coaching people over those years is has enabled me to be here where I am now and to think build the skills to to coach people and I coach hundreds of people from different walks of life and I genuinely feel like I've made a, a significant difference to to a number of people and so how can I how can I regret that? I can't. It's like, it's been a, a beautiful, amazing thing. And as I kind of visualize those people, it kind of pop into my head. And uh, if you're one of those people, you will know that I'm thinking about you right now. So, so, you know, how can I regret that? Cause I, I'm so appreciative of that opportunity. Um, I just got some great memories as well. Like, especially in the early days, we had such a great community. It was such a great time. There was ups and downs like any business, but I look back on that now with really fond memories. And lastly, for me, I have made lifelong friends through that business. And I think that if you've never experienced what, what we were in the early days, which was like a, a CrossFit gym, which we'll talk about in a minute, it's a real community vibe. And because of that, I I was uh, pulled in forcefully into this this group friendship with, with some guys who... Uh, changed me and and changed the world forever so again how can i how can i regret that because i would probably still be in the police grinding away doing a job i didn't like if i hadn't have made this decision and i certainly wouldn't be here now uh, speaking 
my own truth out into the world. So, um, yeah, no regrets about that. I guess the big regret for me, which I'll talk about today, is probably the last couple of years and being stubborn and uh, listening to my ego way too much. Um, so, yeah, so story of the gyms. We opened back in 2013, originally what was called a CrossFit gym. So CrossFit is like high-intensity functional fitness, functional fitness, I don't know what functional is really now, but there was that high-intensity group training, and then we transitioned and that was another thing to talk about. That was uh, why we did that and what we thought at the time, you know, is what it is. We transitioned from being this kind of like group training gym into more holistic individual design, which is more like personal training, I guess you'd say. But it was really, I'll be honest, it was really me driving that because it's where I wanted my own coaching to go because I didn't just want to coach fitness anymore i wanted to coach like nutrition i wanted to coach lifestyle and i wanted to coach people in a significant way to help them improve every aspect of their lives because with crossfit i felt it was very surface level people would come along they'd get sweat on then they'd go home and that was almost like the easy bit and i but i wanted to help people with the messy bit outside of that and i couldn't do that um it's a crossfit gym and so i was uh, pushing for the idea of this transition and you know Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Would I have made that transition now? I don't know, it, but there, there was some lessons to be learned from it, but it was definitely me pushing that. So pre-COVID, um, we were doing really well uh, as business. We were um, only a small, very small space, but we were doing really well. We had a waiting list of probably about 30 people at one point waiting to join our gym. Um, and it was going really well, but because of our size and the business model we're in, we were really limited about the amount of more money we could generate in the business. So Dan and I at this time, about a year before COVID, started having these discussions about, right, how can we go our separate ways? Not that we weren't getting on, not that we, um, you know, uh, you know, were at each other's throats, but it was just like a commercial decision. How do we get to where we want to get to, to actually better afford or, uh, you know, earn the income we want to, you know, support ourselves and our families? And so we kind of started those discussions pre-COVID to kind of have that, make that separation. And that kind of was, the ball was rolling with that as we went into COVID. And then COVID hit and, um, you know, we were based near Gatwick Airport. So what happened, like a lot of gyms, we lost probably about 75% of our members like overnight. Um, and it was a, a scramble. It was a scramble to just try and hold on to people and to try and retain them and provide value through to them through this really difficult time. Um, it, it was horrendous. And if you were a gym owner through that time, you're going to remember what it was like. You were open, you were closed and you're open. I think we opened for like 24 hours at one point and they closed us again. It was like insane. Um, so we went into COVID. We lost all of our members pretty much. And so... Um, I was scrambling and was completely consumed by that point by trying to keep the business going because front of mind for me was still that this was going to be my business and I was going to, you know, try and buy Dan out and go our separate ways. So this was, you know, it's still in my heart. I was like, well, okay, this is, you know, this is going to be my business. I can then do what I want with it. Um, and, and in that, I, I, I took on too much and I tried to, uh, look after a number of people through COVID in terms of coaching them. And I, I, I definitely became, I think, more of a, a therapist than a coach for many people. And I, I didn't have the skills or the tools for that. And I was unable to 
effectively create boundaries and barriers around those relationships at a time. So it didn't seep into my own uh, personal story or the own, my own kind of uh, identity. I think what I, what I struggled with and what, what the lesson from it was, is that when you're a coach, um, coaching is largely about caring and empathy and it's really hard to do that from a distance but if you want to be an effective coach you've got to do that you've got to kind of go well this is me as a coach performing this role showing empathy caring but I still need to better walk away from that and go right this is me Glenn as a dad as a partner as a friend um, because if you don't if you blur those lines then you have those you know negative conversations or those draining conversations and it, it affects you as a person and that was um that was that was really hard because it really clouded me and um stressed me out through covid to be quite honest and everyone else is like baking bread now get me wrong a lot of people were really struggling and suffering too but i was kind of like working probably more than ever through that time and uh, to give some context to my home situation we'd had adeline back in december 2019 so she was like four or five months old we were away from our families and i was just I was just an awful, awful partner. I just wasn't showing up. I, you know, and I guess, you know, putting this out there into the universe without trying to just uh, create a sub story. That's probably one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't show up at that time. And I wasn't a good dad. I wasn't a good partner because I just wasn't there. I was so consumed by the, the business and thought that was the most important thing. Whereas were I to do that again, I would definitely, you know, probably make some better decisions around it, but it is what it is now, isn't it? Um, so uh, safe to say through COVID, I was pretty stressed, pretty burnt out, um, and still kind of persisted with the idea of, of, uh, kind of separating with Dan and that kind of happened, which was cool. And then I was like, right, okay, this is my opportunity. Now I can fully realize what, the, what I want this to be. And I think I made the mistake there of believing or assuming that probably many other people did this as well is that post COVID it would go back to the way it was, which was, you know, uh, we were full, we had people queuing up to join. We were like smashing it, doing really well. And so I kind of based everything on the, the growth outside the other, other side of COVID is being like that. And, um, that led me to kind of take a bit of a, a, a calculated risk i guess from what i thought was a good idea at the time to like actually double the footprint of the gym because the problem before was is that we couldn't fit more people in but if we doubled the space of the gym so you can double the amount of people you get in there help more people earn more money have a great life yada 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 and uh, that's what that's what i thought and i guess you know i'm gonna beat myself up for it because none of us knew this was coming none of us knew what was the other side of it and based on where we were pre-covid why would I not assume that once people were able to go back to the gyms, they wouldn't want to go back and that, uh, you know, the local economy would recover quickly. But then what happened, this is not a spoiler alert, is that, uh, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't go the way I wanted. Like it just, it just didn't grow. Like the, you know, we opened the doors again and where we were locally in, in, uh, Gatwick, you know, the, from the, the airport i think the the economy around there still now is struggling um and, you know the it may be getting busier but i think the 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 big thing that happened around there was that we had a lot of um 
like offices and a big kind of commercial business area. And obviously there's that, been that transition since COVID in that this many people are doing this hybrid working now. And so people who were traveling into Gatwick to work weren't traveling anymore and they were just working at home. And people had got used to working out at home, which I think is, you know, is which is actually a great thing. I think I love the fact that it's actually changed now, but I didn't, I didn't see that change coming. I thought, cool, people are going to come back, et cetera, et cetera. And on top of that, we were, um, we were a, a, a premium higher end kind of product in the fitness market, you know, individual coaching, et cetera, et cetera. It's, you know, it's not going to be the same as um, joining a Globo gym. And so, you know, looking at the economy and what's going on, people coming out that back of COVID, like, you know, there's a number of things there and I'm not going to, I'm not blaming those external, they were contributory factors, but ultimately the, the fault lays with me and not, not being able to kind of prepare for that and to think clearly about it, but is what it is, it's done now. So really what I'm getting at here is the last couple of years as a business owner were like scrambling, just, just, trying everything doing all the marketing crap all like the facebook bullshit ads and the really cringy stuff that i can still feel myself saying these things and like on the inside i felt like a bit of me was dying every time i was having to do it because they were so inauthentic to me and what i wanted to do is as a business owner and as a coach genuinely but i was like well look, if this is what i've got to do I've, this is what i've got to do um and so I was just in panic mode. We just every month trying to do different things. And I'm, I, yeah, I, I kind of made, I made some, um, I don't know, not, not, not poor decisions, I guess you'd say, but I, I made the decisions that I thought were the best at a time purely because I was panicking and I wasn't able to take a step back and think about any kind of strategic plan of, of, of what to do. And, uh, you know, the thing to note at that time is that um, I was, I run in the business by myself. So um, I was alone in it and there's nothing worse than struggling alone in business. So <laughs> um, whilst um, whilst I probably wouldn't ever go into business with anyone again, um, there is some benefits in having a business partner or partners because you can share the load of the worry when you're going through tough times. Um, but I guess the downside is that you've got to share the good side of it when you're going through the good times, right? Um, and I just... I just had no fight left in me, if I'm honest with you. Last year, I just was scrambling, 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 scrambling. Get, you know, you do one thing, you get knocked down, and then you try and get back up and go, okay, how do I, how do I make a bit more money to cover that bill? Or, you know, because the, the other thing to talk about here is, is it's not just that, that we didn't grow. It's like the cost of running the business just went up like three, four fold. And this just wasn't just the cost of the extra space. That was certainly something, but then it was the increased cost of utilities. And it's just insane. And I don't know how businesses, many small businesses are keeping going right now. I can only imagine that are probably many small business owners, gym owners really struggling right now. And if you're doing well, like, great, I'm really, I really want that for you. But um, I do feel in my heart a lot of sympathy for those who are probably going through something similar because having your own business isn't just like a job you give yourself to it and you become attached to it you become attached to the success or failure and you somehow link that to your own self-worth which we'll talk about in a bit and so to know that that isn't working and that you're failing is um is a really hard thing to kind of it's a really bitter pill to swallow and that's 
that's where I was. And I guess last year I just recognized a couple of things that, well, I, I had no more energy to keep going. I couldn't f fake the energy to do another campaign, do this or do that. And if I'm honest, I'd had a feeling in my gut since COVID started that the gym wasn't what I shouldn't be doing anyway. And it sounds really wooey and I make no apologies for this, but I think since I had that, that moment, if you listen to episode one, that moment I'd be through and I kind of had this transformational experience of like how uh, I wanted to live my life and how I wanted to help other people live their lives. I kind of recognized that I was never going to be able to achieve that in a, a gym setting because the expectation of someone when they come to a gym is very surface level, right? They want to in, improve body composition, et cetera, et cetera. They want to improve their fitness. But for me as a coach, I kind of, I kind of felt like I was never going to be able to make the impact I wanted to in with that as a vehicle. And I guess the ironic thing is now that I'm, now stepping into recording these and speaking about these experiences is that I'm recognizing that, that this is that vehicle. This is the opportunity for me to do that. And through my coaching now in an individual way, that that's truly how I can have that, have that impact in the world that I wanted, what I want to make. And, uh, it probably was never, never the gym. Um, but, uh, as I'll go on to talk about in a bit here, for, there was bits of me that resisted that and, uh, didn't want to accept that and listen to it, but I probably should have done a couple of years ago. In fact, I definitely should have done a couple of years ago. I should have kind of listened to that feeling and gone, right, okay, you know, this isn't in your heart what you want to do, but, but I didn't, I was a stubborn dick, basically, <laughs> and very stubborn. <laughs> so that's really the story. Like, you know, we went into COVID, we were doing really well, come out of COVID, it didn't recover. We were just scrambling, scrambling, scrambling. And then end of last year, I was like, okay, this, this is not good. And so kind of put the company into voluntary liquidation. Um, <clears throat> how did this feel? And I'm sharing how this felt, because if you are feeling like this, this should be your wake up call to not go to that place that I went to <laughs> to make a decision <laughs> now that prevents you from going to that, that, that rock bottom place, which is why I think I was, um, in fact, exactly this time last year. Um, I felt like I was constantly being knocked down. I spoke to someone about what they were going through the other day and they described it really similarly in the feeling of what it must be like to, to, to drown and to feel like you're, you're like, you take a breath, you're just enough above the water enough to take a breath. And then something else tries to pull you back down. You fight that off, scramble up, take a little breath and then back down you go. And it was just an, a relentless feeling for the last couple of years of that. And so it just completely clouded. It completely clouded my ability to think clearly about what was the best decisions for me as a, as a guy, as a coach, as a man, as a, uh, a husband, as a, a dad. And I was just in panic mode. And I guess that's part of it, isn't it? When you're in that, that kind of fight or flight mode, you're not able to take the step back and go, okay, what's, what's actually best here? Cause you're just you're getting punched every day. So <laughs> you can't really like sit in a calm meditative state when you're just scrambling to try and survive. And I, uh, so that was, that was one of the feelings. Um, and this really, 
again, restricted or inhibited my ability to enjoy anything in life truly. It was just there in my head whenever I was around Addy, as I, outside of work, working out, it was like boom, 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 boom. It's not, not a good feeling. So if you're experiencing any of this right now, then, you know, I obviously sympathize and hopefully through this, you can kind of take some positive action and believe that there is, there is a way out because there certainly is. I just, if you're in that moment, you can't kind of see it. Um, and one of the things I really want to talk about now, um, is, is what I did to try and cope with those feelings and how I tried to numb it. Uh, and I, I'm being quite, I guess, you know, I've been really honest and vulnerable in these things. And I guess this is the next part of that. And so there's some resistance in me now to talk about it, but I want to do it. So I'm going to just do it. So how did I numb myself? Well, that was through drink, it was through drugs and it's through food. Um, I would say drink mainly. Uh, I remember at the start of lockdown, we got shut down and I went via Tesco's and I bought a lovely bottle of bourbon. I think it was either like a Woodford or Bullet, lovely stuff. And got home and that probably lasted me about a month. So it wasn't too bad. I do a bit every night, considering what was going on, it's not too bad. But then, <laughs> you know, if you've got an addic you know, if you're an addictive personality like I have, then that um that got a lot worse and so start a lockdown it's probably like one a month towards you know last year when i you know made these decisions and had this period of change um it's probably about one a week and that's a significant amount because i'm a lightweight <laughs> you know it doesn't take much for me to get drunk so i was like you know having the whiskeys every night and i just it would numb me it, i'd pass out i better go to sleep switch off and that's the thing um and then drugs for me too not, not so much through covid because i was at home and things like that but then post covid um i'd had to, i've had some problems before with uh, cocaine and it was um as i talk about drugs i want to do this in such a way to present a balanced view of it because equally there's been experiences i've had through through uh, drugs that have changed my life and i'm a big advocate of uh, things like psychedelics and stuff like that as, as a as a way to kind of um, explore your kind of yourself and your own journey in a really positive way. But then for me, there's been some real negatives and definitely the, the, the drug of choice in terms of like a negative behavior for me was cocaine. And so uh, I w I'd previously gone through some treatment for that pre-COVID, so I'd kind of come out of the back of it, but still there's a couple of occasions after and, um, you know, geez, nothing good ever came of that. Like it makes you feel anxious. It made me feel horrendous. Uh, but again, it was like another numbing thing. Um, so the, I think the drink was the main thing, drugs a little bit, but then the, the other thing to talk about, uh, again, which I feel like weird sharing this with you, being someone who's a coach, especially someone who's a nutrition coach, is that I was just binging on like shit food all the time. Like I have... Uh, I have a, a sweet tooth. I have probably a, a sugar problem, um, which is actually getting better and better, but it's still something that's there. And what I've noticed is the, the better I am mentally, the better able I am to make decisions around food and sugar and things like that um, in, in, in life. But when I was in that low mental place, I was just self-soothing through through these things and food was a part of that. Um, so, you know, every night I was going home, big bag of peanut M&Ms. And I don't just mean the little bag. I mean, the one that says more to share and you're like, not fucking sharing that. Or it was like the Ben and Jerry's with the other one or the, 
the other thing I, I remember doing, um, God, I'm sharing this, is that at the start of COVID, I have, you know, I have a, I have a problem with Reese's peanut butter cups. All right, it's a real issue. I was like, shit, I'm gonna get Reese's from. But luckily for me, Amazon sold them in bulk. It's great. It's like fine if I buy. I know it's like 30, 40 packs of you know the cups. They'll last me ages. And convince myself that it would be okay. So they, they arrived with a box of them. And literally like seven days later, I, I don't know, like I started off well. I remember the first couple of days, right? Like, oh, couple of my coffee. And then it just it cascaded. So that was what I was doing. Self-soothing. So the the lesson here for me is that you know, when people come to me now and they say I have a problem with this, I think it's largely linked to what's going on inside and your own kind of mental health. Um, you know, I was fully conscious of what I was doing and that, that it was bad for me, but equally I was looking for a way to to numb myself and to feel better. And so that's that's what helped me do that. Um and then my mental health. And I want to talk about this now. And again, I want to be honest with you and stepping into kind of being really open here. And um, I don't want to trigger you in any way. Or um, so if me talking about this makes you feel uncomfortable, then maybe skip forward five to 10 minutes. Um, at that lowest point, I would say like this time last year, the feeling I had was like the walls, the walls in my life were closing in. I felt like a complete failure in every aspect of my life as a business owner, as a dad, as a partner, um, as a son, uh, as a brother, as a friend, everything. Uh, there were other things going on outside of the gym in, in terms of my personal life as well. Um, but really, the gym was probably the big part of that in the business. And it just caused me to feel like the walls were closing in and it just felt like a failure. And I remember having these numerous moments and... I don't want to share this to sound over dramatic, but I want to share it because if you are feeling like this, you need to know that fucking you can, you you will get through it. You just gotta, you gotta take some steps. You gotta ask for help. You gotta reach out. But I just remember feeling like I was on this horrendous ride. I can only describe life as being like this horrendous, like roller coaster ride of shit. And the only thing I thought for numerous occasions was like I just wanted to get off the ride. And I couldn't see a way to do that. And so that led me to have some really dark moments about how can I get off this ride? And a few times there only felt like one way to do that. And yeah, I, you know, it's, uh, it's hard when you felt like that. And it's, it's hard now when you hear other people speaking about it and people speak about it so bluntly, it's like, well, it's so selfish. You think like that, or, you know, you just make yourself feel better. It's like, you can't in that moment you feel so smothered by this cloud of negativity that the only thing you wanted it to do is just stop and you don't know how to make it stop and so the only thing you think you have within your power to to make it stop is just this one really extreme choice um and so that was that was definitely my rock bottom that was definitely my rock bottom last year and so i'm sharing that with you again not to just not, not in any way to create sympathy but if you are feeling that if that's in any way how you feel right now i want you to know that um you can and will get through this but you need to ask for help you really do you've got to ask for help you've got to start speaking to people because i didn't i internalized it all and 
um, that caused so many more problems. So moving on from that rather not cheery point, I want to kind of get into now my lessons from this that I hopefully will take uh, that take move forward and help you kind of um, learn what I learned from this. And um, if you resonate with anything here, then hopefully you'll resonate with some of these lessons and these principles and you might better take away from this and not experience those same lows that I got to. And I guess that's why I'm sharing the lows is because like, I don't want you to fucking get there because you know, you don't have to, if you, if you take action before you get there. Okay. So first thing for me, and I think this is more a, a, a masculine problem. I don't know. I think in my coaching time over the years, I've found that that men in my experience have a lot more trouble with this than women. Women seem to be a lot more open to change and questioning themselves and unpacking that but men in my experience are so caught up in their ego and your ego will completely cloud your ability to make good decisions actually for you it will tell you you need to hold on because you don't want people to see you a failure it'll tell you to keep going because that's what you should do it completely inhibits your ability to think clearly and it completely inhibits your ability to accept help and recognize that change needs to happen and again this is maybe more from a coaching point of view is that i've had so many conversations and i'm sharing this now and if you maybe if you're one of these people like take note i'm i'm talking about you but i'm talking about you because i fucking care like if people got over themselves and got past their ego they could actually get to where they want to get to but until that happens you're just going to be going doing the same thing over and over again thinking that that is the solution um, but really it isn't um, your ego isn't you uh, the way i would describe it is is an aspect of us and in some ways it can serve us but in many ways i would say it's the worst part of us because it it just um it just evokes this kind of um horrendous notion that you can't you can't be open you can't change and you you know that failure um makes you a, a, a bad person and the lesson for me from all of this and from getting past my ego is that failure is a part of life and i have learned so much from these these moments probably more so than i would have done if it had been successful and it's a part of life and we need to view it so that we can uh see failure come in meet it head on embrace it and go okay what's the lesson here <laughs> what happened how can i learn from this rather than digging our heels and go no i'm not gonna fail i don't want to see people to see me as a failure um so so yeah you know if you feel like that's you you probably won't even feel like it's you because you're so deep into it you're like nope <laughs> but if you do please just just tell that you go to fuck off it's not doing anything for you right now if you are suffering all right if you are suffering and you're conscious of that but you're listening to this feeling of uh kind of i don't know this awful like voice in your head then you know you can you can you can take action there believe me secondly the other big thing for me is sacrifice um i, I told myself that the hustle and grind were all okay because this is what you're supposed to do as a business owner this is part of the course we're supposed to do that i'm supposed to sacrifice myself for this for this greater good um and 
people that obviously that's bullshit and i felt like such a walking contradiction as well because i'm trying to tell people how to live a healthier life and i'm doing all this shit to like you know really uh, affect my own life and health negatively but i justified it because well this is what you're supposed to do if i help these other people live a healthy life kind of i'm you know i throw myself on the cross for them which is a crazy way to think about it i remember at times at my, my lowest point i don't know if you've ever had this where your eyes kind of twitch uh, and there's generally a sign that you're kind of kind of quite stressed i remember going for months on both my eyes were like just twitching all the time i'm like this is this is not good and mainly i was just like, conscious of people noticing my eyes twitching <laughs> And because of this sacrifice, I think I lost so many moments, so many moments that I missed out on, especially with Addy. And uh, I put a post up of the week on this, and it's really hit home to me recently. I've lost those moments, but I'm conscious now of the moments I do have. And so I guess why I'm telling you this is don't sacrifice those moments, because especially if you have children, they they go so quick. And you can see every time I see her, she's... A little bit more sassy, a little bit more grown up, a little bit less of, a, you know, like a, a baby, if you want to call it that. And um, I missed out on so many of those those opportunities and those moments. So I don't want that for you. Uh, and I guess the lesson here is, is I believe that it's definitely okay to to work towards a goal, to pursue a passion, to have a craft and to find your calling and to contribute and to, to work hard. Like it's good to work hard and, and to do that, but um, it should never be at the expense of what matters most. It shouldn't. Uh, again, I, I, and I hate, I kind of, I, I'm leaning into the fact that I'm being quite, um, maybe judging some of the things I'm saying in these, these, these podcasts, but fuck me like work should never matter more than your family it shouldn't and if you think that your fucking priorities are wrong and there's no other way to say it so you know (laughs) if you turn off here and never listen to me again then well that's fine you go for that but just let's see how that works out for you lastly and this is a big thing for my big lesson for me which i want you to hopefully uh listen to uh and it's surrendering um I, I, I think I said here, I knew in my gut for a couple of years, this wasn't right. I knew I could feel like there was something pulling me gently going, look, hey, don't, don't do this. You're, you're meant to do something else. Right. And I felt that at the start of COVID, right. You, you know, this is your opportunity to walk away. I remember feeling it and I didn't listen to it. And my ego was like, no, I can do this. I can do this. I want to do this. And I kind of convinced myself, but um, I didn't. And the universe I kind of, I guess I'd describe it as the universe pulled gently at first. And then if you don't listen to the universe, you don't kind of surrender to it. At some point, what the universe is going to do is going to punch you right in the face and make you have to make that decision. Um, regardless, that's, that's where I'm at, you know, so I'm out here now. I feel like I'm contributing in the, the highest possible way I can by having these conversations and speaking this uh, out into the world. Um, and this is where I'm absolutely supposed to be. But I resisted it. And uh, it took the universe punching me in the face repeatedly <laughs> before I had to go over myself and made that decision. But here's the thing. Here's a beautiful thing. I don't get emotional on here. But as soon as I did make that decision, it, it was like a shift. It was like this beautiful shift. And I'm I'm not saying I've got it all figured out. I'm not saying like life is, you know, rainbows and butterflies for me purely at the moment. But in, 
from the, the yeah definitely from the outer level you know i'm still going through this transitional thing but in the inner world in terms of how i feel in myself the peace i have day to day the excitement i have to get up and do this and to work and to have conversations with the people i coach now is like i've never experienced that in my life and that's only come from me surrendering and going through this and enduring this time and getting to this point and i guess the lesson here is um you know listen to that listen to your gut because you probably have those feelings in your gut and you're just for whatever reason you're kind of you're not honoring it but i just i want you to i want you to to go for it i want you to make a daring decision i want you to be bold and be brave and take risks and take chances because um i believe it's only through taking those risks and those chances and listening to the universe that you're going to get to a place where you're fulfilled so I want to want to finish on a bit of resistance and I know that I kind of sound like I'm on my soapbox here and that for many of you listening to this if you're in a place and job where you're unhappy you're gonna naturally say look you don't understand my position I've got mouths to feed and I really appreciate that you've got a family you've got responsibilities but I guess my immediate response to that is uh, would your family rather live a more frugal life and have you around for another 20, 30 years, or would they rather have the life you have built and only have you around for another three to five years? I think that's the question you've got to ask yourself. There's always an option. There's always a way where you can make changes. And I don't believe um, that there, there ever isn't. I think it's a construct we build for ourselves. It's a construct that society tells us that, you know, it creates kind of um you know a prison for ourselves in that we we believe we haven't got a way out but we always have a choice um and and here's the thing for me is i could feel when i was at this lowest at this most stressed you know i'm a coach i'm a fitness coach a health coach i could feel the years being stripped back off me i could feel it it's <laughs> conscious i was like oh fuck this isn't good waking up every day with your eyes twitching is not good you know binging is not good um, you know, I could feel my heart beating out my chest sometimes. I was like, this isn't good. <laughs> so, so no thing in the world is worth sacrificing your health for. Maybe with the exception of, you know, the one situation B is like, you know, you throw yourself under a bus to save your child. Fuck it, go for it. Do that 100%. That's that's a worthy sacrifice. But there's, there's no other thing that's like worth sacrificing your health for there really isn't um you've you know if you want to show up and be the best parent the best partner the best person possible then um you know you need to kind of honor that and um part of that is creating a bit of balance in this world and putting those things first over and above your profession or your business so where am i now <laughs> every story is gotta have a happy ending right and uh I, I i'm still writing this and i'm accepting that having gone through this it will take me time to process it and part of me processing it is sharing it with you so i hope you appreciate that and i hope you get some value in it and there has to be some good from this and i think for me a big part of this is sharing this in the hope that if you're listening to this you're like ah, oh, yeah that's me maybe now's the time to take action because i really don't want to go through that kind of period of time um and I want to tell you that I guess the bright side of this is that 
having gone through it, endured this, I'm living a more authentic and fulfilling life day to day now than I've ever done in my 42 years on this, 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 this planet. Okay. And so I'm learning and accepting that what I need to do now really is to help others kind of navigate this, this period in time and this transition that they might go through in these periods of stress and change where they want to kind of, um, figure out what is next. So if you're struggling and, um, you know, something is wrong, um, and you can't figure out how to make it right. I would say a couple of things that would be beneficial for you to do, uh, which are really things that have really helped me is to really firstly understand your own values like truly your values behind all the bullshit of what we're told we should aspire to in this life or what we should value. What do you value? What are the things that light you up inside in terms of, um, you know, if you could do anything in this world, um, you know, any kind of job, profession, craft, creative endeavor, whatever it is, what, what is it you would do regardless of, um, expectation about what you should and shouldn't do? What would that be? And then, the trick or the goal is to, to work towards a place where you can find a way to get compensated for, for that thing. Um, secondly, I think it's really important. And what I neglected at this time, um, is just sticking to looking after your body, being active every day, be mindful of what you put in your body as much as you can. And to try and just keep to sound principles of like, self-care for whatever it's you know that's not really a term i like but you know sleep and moving and getting outside and taking time off work so never neglect those principles because those principles of self of you know looking after your body being mindful of what you're putting in it trying to create some rhythm in life and lastly create the mental space to help you feel think clearly about what you're doing i think is key if you're struggling, I think it really is. And you know, this sounds really, um, I don't know, maybe idealistic, but I believe that if enough of us go through this change, either through hopefully from voluntarily doing this without having to have gone through the suffering, then I think we can genuinely change the experience that many people have in this world. And that's gotta be, gotta be the thing we want to do, right? We want everyone, not just ourselves to have a better bit experience here. I certainly do. This isn't just about me, obviously, because I'm not sharing this for me. I'm sharing this for you. So I want you to have a better experience of this. And I think if you, you know, take the bull by the horns and live your life like this, then you're going to show that to the people around you. You're going to show that to your children. You're going to show that to your friends, your family, and just show them, Hey, look, you can actually live a bit differently and actually have a good life. And, you know, there's going to be stress and struggle. There's that's, that's part of it, but you can find fulfillment, um, and, and not hate your, your, your day to day life. So, um, let's, let's go and try to do that. Right. <laughs> so cool. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you taking the time to do this today and always and taking time out of your busy life to listen to me waffle on. Um, I hope you've got some value in it. Um, again, some raw things me talking about and, um, if you feel feeling like a bit meh right now, then please um, know that it's, this comes from a place of genuine love and that I want to help you and help everyone who listens to this. So yeah, cool. Please like, and subscribe to the channel. And um, if you've got any feedback for me, um, and I've had some really lovely feedback and some constructive feedback too, which is what I want as much as anything else, then please reach out to me. Um, you can do that on uh, Instagram at coach Glenn Oliver. Um, or 
email coachglennoliver at gmail.com. It's Glenn with one N. All right, no judgment there if you used two, but you're not going to get through to me if you do that. And yeah, so catch up with you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast with me today. I just wanted to say um, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy life to listen to me and if you found value in it please subscribe to the channel and if there's anyone you know who would benefit from listening to this please please share the podcast and help others um, who may be going through this thank you so much